welcome to the Cup and Saucy Book Club. I'm Jen. And I'm Zanna. What's in your cup today, Zanna? Today I'm drinking a Market Chai Black from Everything Tea. It's very nearly as good as my own Cup and Saucy Chai Blend, which, as you know, I'm partial to. I doubt it, but okay. <laughs> it's close. It's very spicy. It's got lots of very nice spice level. It's not quite as intense as the spice level as my chai blend, but it's it's close. But I'm very impressed. How about you? What's in your cup? Today I've got Event Horizon by Violet Moon Tea Company. And this is a tea company that I tried earlier in the year uh, or last year. And I wasn't as impressed with the first one that I tried, but I tried, I uh, decided to give it another, another shot. This one is much better. It's a black tea with almonds, rose petals, and currants. And I will definitely be buying this one again. And our guest today is Carly Robbins, also known as CJ Bloom. She's an actor <laughs> and voiceover artist based in New York City. She has narrated close to a thousand audiobooks under the names of Carly Robbins Oof. and CJ Bloom. She also does voiceover work on video games, promos, commercials, animation, and ESL, English as a Second Language. She has also produced her own works for stage and screen. And when not in the booth, she's a baker and cook and can be seen talking about food on Instagram. Carly, welcome yeah. to the show. Hi! Oh my goodness, I am thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and we're so thrilled to have you. <laughs> we're so happy you're here. So what's in your cup? So I am getting over my first cold for the season. Oh. So I, don't even get me started. This is every voiceover artist's worst nightmare is entering yeah. from, from like September to like February, March. Everybody is right. like, don't talk to me. Uh, uh, hyper sanitize. <laughs> like, uh, uh, stay away from me. You know, stay in my booth. Don't talk to anybody. Don't, you know, everybody just kind of hibernates to try and stay as healthy as possible. Right. So I'm on the tail end of my first one. Okay. And so I have a throat coat, which okay. also, even when you aren't sick, is one of those herbal tea blends. It's from Traditional Medicines. It's mm -hmm. one of those herbal tea blends that almost every voiceover actor I've ever heard of uses. And yeah. they have a couple of different varieties. This one is the eucalyptus mint, and I added mm. a little bit of honey. But you guys are speaking my language. Uh, I'm a chai girl. I'm a coffee girl. I'm an herbal tea girl. Sign me up. I got it all, right. and I'm super excited for it. There is a company, speaking of chai, I'm just going to add this. It's not in my cup okay. at the moment, but it is in my refrigerator. It's called Kolkata Chai, and it started mm. by two Indian men and they first did a blend and it was the closest blend I ever found to a traditional Indian chai. Oh wow. And they now started making a concentrate. Oh. Ooh. So they ship you the concentrate already made because sometimes it's hard to make like a full vat yeah. kind of thing in your yeah, house and how are you going to drink right all that. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to make just like one cup at a time especially for chai because you're doing the right. the water part first and then you're adding whatever your Milk, if you're doing like, uh, you could do like almond or whole milk or sure. whatever. Yeah. And so anyway, so they sent a, a concentrate and oh. it is delicious. So mm, that's That a, does sound good. Yeah, yeah. It's very, and you can just heat it up if you wanted it hot. Mm -hmm. or you oh, could lovely. Cold. I know. Yeah. Choices. That's, that's... Varieties. Heaven. We're going to have to, we're going to have to try that one out for sure. I will tell you. So I announce all the time that cooking and baking is like my thing. And now when I see fans at mm -hmm. book signing events, they bring me things. Awesome. <laughs> well, I am telling you it's a game changer. 
I yes. get all sorts of lovely items because I like I, I'm all about sourcing ingredients. So like yes. wherever you're from, like what's the thing that's going on there that's like unique to you? What is it that you use in your cooking? Like what are your like top five ingredients that are like go-tos for the style of cooking that you do and people bring me stuff so nice I'm, I'm, I'm here for it I'm here for the teas I'm here for all of it so you have a well-stocked pantry you know what it's funny you say that I pride myself on having a well-stocked pantry Good I pride myself you. on being one of those people where you're like let's make chocolate chip cookies and I have everything okay. let's make we a can cake. do it yep we can do it I got everything Yep. Yeah. Right. I'm into it. Awesome. What is the most then exotic or hard to find item that's in your pantry that you either got yourself or somebody gave to you that is Great just question. like your, this is the one that I very carefully measure out because it's so <laughs> rare. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great question. So I am super spoiled. I live in New York City, right? And we are oh, in an internet yeah. age. Yeah. So if you can I get hear anything. of any, I can get anything. <laughs> and there are places that I source things from that are like crazy. So this isn't necessarily ingredient, but it's a snack. I'm going to tell you a couple of different things. I took from my husband's 40th birthday, so this was a while ago. We went to Hawaii with my family. It was awesome. I had never been before. He had never been before. There they have, I don't know if either of you have been, but they have what are called mm -hmm. apple bananas. Yes. And they're basically, oh, yeah, yeah. they look like mini bananas. And there's right. a lot of Southeast Asia places where they've got little mini bananas and they taste a little bit different. But these ones were like something I had never had before in my whole life. <laughs> and they dry them. And I took home like six bags. Oh, I now I now buy them like once a year. I buy like 12 bags to last me the whole year. <laughs> to last you the whole year. <laughs> Because they're only in season a short time. Right. So I buy apple banana. That's a big one. And then I, I do like a lot of spice blends. I yeah. like spice blends. Mm -hmm. I do all sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. One thing that's in my pantry that I hoard very carefully. Tell me. Is because it's actually illegal in California where I live. Whoopsies. Okay. <laughs> Hit me up. Hit me up. What is it? <laughs> we don't want any kitchen police raiding Jen's place. No kitchen police. Yeah. No kitchen police, but the the little silver dragees that go on to like uh, Christmas cookies, you know, the very oh, shiny ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are those illegal in California? Something about the metal in it or the metal content or it's it's a ridiculous. Because people ridiculous eat them and you're not supposed to or something like that. Yeah. I once worked for a culinary school. Mm. And so one of the one of my coworkers who was based in New York, she brought those over to me as contraband, and, and uh, so I'm. She I, knows you so well. I have like a little baby food size jar left of this stuff, right? And oh it's my God. very carefully guarded. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you the thing that I use. I use it well, but I lovingly use it. Like I'm. I like pet it before I use it. Vanillas, different vanillas. Yeah, like vanilla beans, oh. a vanilla bean paste, a Mexican vanilla, a some sort of oh, fancy vanilla. Wow. Mm. I have a vanilla powder in there right now. Sometimes I add in. That's really like, it's yeah. expensive. It's decadent, and it just elevates your cooking. Yeah, and it's something that seems as so plain right now like if you say vanilla yeah. ice cream everybody yeah. goes oh that's plain everybody's like boring but vanilla is right. very hard to get oh but vanilla is so exotic because it's really hard to make yes. somebody has to like hand pollinate vanilla <laughs> <laughs> it's not an easy thing right. to get no yeah there's nothing vanilla about vanilla there's nothing no. vanilla about oh maybe we just maybe we're changing yeah. what vanilla means yeah it's there actually exotic there we it go. is yeah yeah, I, my my go-to yeah, in my big is um, 
white pod cardamom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a big Zana one. I cardamom. have some of that right yep. now, too. I love a cardamom. Well, she loves chai. Well, so it's, mm-hmm. I do, but the white pod cardamom is what you use in Norwegian baking, and my family is Norwegian. Oh. And so the green pod, it works okay, but it's not quite the same. The white, that's the stuff. Yeah. Interesting. But you can't get it in where I live in South Carolina. You can't get it here. Can't get it. Uh, no, oh, really? you have to order it. Yeah, mm. you have to order Sounds it from about somewhere. Right. Anywhere there's a large concentration of Norwegians, yeah, you'll find That's it. That's where you'll but, find that white. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah, so you got to go up up north for that, huh? Right. Yep. Up to Wisconsin and Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. I was going to say either <laughs> one of those two. What is the thing that is making you, making your heart sing right now as far as like what, what you've baked recently or what you've cooked recently? Mm. I saw, I think it was on your Instagram that you did this this tart that was just so beautifully done and I was like I was like okay she narrates she narrates a thousand books plus she bakes like uh like she's gonna be on Iron Chef or something oh my goodness I love it you know I mean who is this woman who is this woman tell me about her oh I should also just say you introduced me as Carly Robbins and also CJ Bloom and I know that in the romance community having an alt name is super protected uh, by fans and by, uh, you know, everybody in the business, but I am out. I'm out with my names. And I truthfully, I I get hired almost as much under Carly Robbins as I do under CJ Bloom. And some of my biggest titles are under Carly Robbins. So I don't want to confuse anybody. So you guys didn't do anything wrong. I just want to let your listeners know. Yes, we did get her permission prior to starting the show. (laughs) We always ask for consent around here. Okay, but going back to the consent is sexy as hell. Yes, super. it, It seriously is. Okay, so let's get into it. There is that, that what I posted actually. I was trolling Maxine Mitchell's uh, earbuds Facebook group. She posted that. <laughs> it was just by coincidence. And this is why sometimes it's like we have one brain. Right. Every time about this, this time of year are when plums are in season. And there is a famous New York Times recipe. It came out in like 1986, I think it was. And they like discontinued it. And then all the fans were like, no. And so now they've made it like part of every, every fall. They sort of release this recipe once again and it's Mm. a fan favorite and it's because it is literally the easiest most versatile you cannot mess it up and you can really use any fruit but the original was with plum and so Mm -hmm. I trolled her and I was like I was making that too and I had just gone to the farmer's market to buy my Italian plums which I don't actually find so great to eat they're better but in a baked um, goods they're better in baked yeah Yeah. correct yeah I don't know they just they're not the best kind of plums to eat. Sometimes but to the bake best baking fruit is just totally. not that great. Yeah, yeah. I Correct. find that like with pears, particularly. You know, if I cook oh. with if I cook with pears, I like pears cooked more than I like Better. eating them. Uh, you know, Interesting. Eating them just raw. I wonder if that has something to do with like the sugar content in the fruit. Anyway, maybe. So I was trolling her, and I was like, I was making this too. So then I did like a little video myself. So that was uh-huh. that was the 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 plum tart. But um, recently, what's really been filling. So um, I'm Jewish, and so this mm-hmm. is the time of year for Rosh Hashanah yeah. and Yom Kippur, yep. and so yeah, I'm yeah. all in my Ashkenazi Jew roots for all of those like comfort foods. So. Mm-hmm. I made a kugel. I'm I'm now a pescatarian, and so I make a vegetarian matzo ball soup. Um, mm-hmm. Dill, oh. by the way, is my is my secret ingredient. Dill, you got to do a lot of dill and parsnip. I love you do dill, dill and that parsnip. Down. Oh. <laughs> and let me tell you, when you make a matzo ball, there are lots of conversations about this. Are you going to go fluffy? Are you going to go dense? I think the secret ingredient 
is that you have to use a seltzer. That's a New York thing. That is not something that I grew uh-huh. up with. But the second I moved to New York, everybody was like, seltzer. And I was like, I've never done this. I actually use beer. It's the same oh, okay. kind of thing. It, it cooks off. There's no alcohol. Right, right, right. But, um, I don't usually always just have plain seltzer. Um, we'll do like a flavored LaCroix or something like that. But we don't just have always plain. And so, But beer we usually have. And yeah. so um, uh, I do beer. And it's just like a couple of tablespoons, whatever's on the box. But I think that combined with like the bicarbonate in the matzo ball gives you fluffy mm-hmm. on the outside and dense on the inside. Ooh, just an FYI. Okay. Totally. So, And then I made a streusel challah, which I have never made. Oh, wow. Um, Ooh, that sounds previously. complicated. Actually, my, actually my son made not. that. <gasps> he did. Yeah, he's a baker. He's a bread oh, baker amazing. primarily. Yeah. But and why did he make so a, a streusel challah? I had never he heard decided of him before. He, because he decided he wanted to. He saw a recipe oh. for it. and it, I wonder it was if it's gor- the same one. It, it was, was gorgeous. gorgeous. Mine was gorgeous. Yeah, it was so beautiful, and the braiding was great, and it was just... Oh, did he yes. do a four-strand, six-strand? What did he do? Uh, I think it was a four-strand. Amazing. It was his first time first time doing yeah, that kind of... Yeah, that's so fantastic. Yeah, I saw... I, too, was looking for a different... I, I've got a, I don't know, a dozen different hollow recipes that I go to. Yeah. It's, it's something I bake all the time, um, and I'm always looking for a new one. And um, I think somebody, maybe I was saw it on social media... A woman named, and I'm probably going to mispronounce her name, it was Cheney Applebaum. And this was her recipe, and I was like, I have never heard of a streusel. Yeah. Hala. Like, that sounds such like a sweet bread, almost like a Danish yeah. sweet bread yeah. or something. And I, so anyway, I made it, and it was Yeah, we ended up using, she, he made like two of them, mm-hmm. and so we ended up making using the second one, it's French toast, which was like. Oh, the nice. best French toast oh, ever. Yeah, totally. that is the best the French best. toast. <laughs> the best. So anyway. I've been doing a lot of Jew food to like yeah. fill me up. <laughs> Jew food is awesome food. It's awesome yeah, food. It is. It is. I know. And yeah, I, I and spent I, I spent a summer in Israel and it's like, you did. Oh, 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 yes. <laughs> <sighs> I can. Yeah, I get it. Good food is good food. Good, good food is good food. food. And you've got to try it once. This is what I tell my Always. son. You yep. got to try Same. just just try it once. That's Our rule. Now, I mean, my son is now twenty one, but when he was younger, the rule was. Three bites. Yeah. If you don't like it after three bites, it's fine. You can. You, you gave it a good try. Anymore. Yeah, totally. But you, you have. You can survive three bites. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you. And the three yeah. bites is, according to one of the chef instructors at that culinary school that I worked at, that that is the success. That that is the secret to successful tasting, is mm-hmm. three bites. Yeah, because I'm sure it is. Because you've got to at first. You've got to give your mouth like, oh, what is this? Yeah. And then right. the second one, you're like, oh, I'm hearing something. And then like the third one, like your mind is cleared enough where you can start to pay attention to what's actually yep. happening with the flavor combinations yep. and how your mouth is reacting to it. Mm-hmm. I could totally appreciate that. And what he said was that it was the first bite was the first impression. The second bite was the confirmation. Mm-hmm. And the third bite was to be savored. Yeah. Because you knew you weren't that getting anymore. Great. Yeah. And it yeah. was just like, okay, and that's how... <laughs> And that's how you don't, you know, end up like gorging yourself on everything. Because right. when you work in a culinary school, I you can get, only imagine. Oh, uh, uh, belly they, aches also, too. Uh, so they would have us, they would have the staff seated at a particular table, like we were assigned a table for dining. And it was right near the baking and pastry, like display table, which Dang I'm it. like, why do you torture us this way? <laughs> That's cruelty right there. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. But, you know, after a while, it was 
it got into a cycle because the students are learning the same things. So, you yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's February. It must be profiterol time, you know? Right, 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 I mean, right. And you're like, I've thing. had enough profiteroles. I don't, uh, need, yeah, to, yeah, I, I don't need to eat them all. Right. <laughs> but when they One ask okay you to now. judge the mac and cheese contest, that's that was my downfall. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, mac yeah, and cheese has gotten no the better that. of all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. really true. So you have time. You actually have time to cook and bake with all of the titles that you have done. I mean, I, to be honest, it's like my hobby more yeah. than like just cooking for, you know, survival of like meals and stuff when I'm super stressed when I've had like a particularly challenging day the thing that relaxes me is to cook and then I like to also give it away that's the second half of it it's so it's not just the baking or the cooking it's the actual giving it away and sort of who else can I share it with part right I happen to live in an apartment building like I said I live in I live in Brooklyn New York and so it's, uh, you know, we love our neighbors and we love, we have building staff. And so I am, more, I like to find out who my eaters are and then I like mm-hmm. to share with them and just sometimes, you know, check to make sure they're home. <laughs> just leave something in front of their door. <laughs> yeah, don't leave something that's going to sit there and rot for three Correct. weeks. Correct. That would be really bad. Nobody would like would me on that bad. floor. No. Yes. No. Yes. Um, and so that's like a, that's part of the whole experience. That's what I yeah. like about it. And you had mentioned that you trolled Maxine's earbuds and that you... I do it all the time, yes. And you and uh, Maxine Mitchell are uh, great friends. And we actually met the two of you together at Readers Take Denver. Yeah. And when she was on the show, she talked about how you had basically brought her out to these things and said we'll go together yeah. you you were the, you were the extra you were the extrovert friend and she was the introvert yes. friend yes which is, and, i didn't you know, know. So, you know yeah. it's so funny we had only met briefly at an event because we don't live in the same city but we'd obviously yeah, sure. heard of each other i had always admired her work and we had like a quick maybe it was like a 10 to 15 minute conversation and in my head i'm thinking don't come on too strong carly i know you want her to be your best friend just don't come on too strong she's gonna think you're nuts <laughs> that's what's going through my friends. head <laughs> yes, yes. don't leave me don't leave me i like you i like you she would probably have been like okay sl- slow down settle down settle down i feel uh, Okay, familiar. Is, yeah, she would have been like, "You're is, a lot." Just like, familiar. settle down yourself. <laughs> chill, but that, lady, chill. But it totally was just in my head. It did not slip out. Right, it did right, not slip yeah. out. It could have. It could have easily, yeah. but it did not. Yeah. Anyway, sure. so um, and then we we met up again at Readers Take Denver. No, 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 that's not true. We met again at um, Authors in the Bluegrass. Actually, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just through a series of events, I wound up having to switch my table. And she and Erin um, Shedlock, who is also a dear friend of ours, I think this was maybe my only my, my second book signing. Actually, um, he got trapped by a hurricane in Florida, and so I, I had to switch well, seats. As you do, <laughs> as living you in do. Florida, it's just like seasonal for you. Yeah. Um, and so he. Um, and so he wasn't able to make it. And she was like, "Come sit at my table," and I was like, "Awesome," because I was. A little tableless, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden we were like, "Why aren't we best friends?" Then we were both doing it, and then yes. um, realized how much fun we could have together. And yeah. then we try and coordinated as many you know events as we could, you know, schedule wise and things like yeah. that to go to events together. We have so many fans that listen to both of us. Yeah, yeah. And so it just felt like it was like a uh, not only do so- we love spending time together but it was Match also super fun heaven. for yeah, yeah for fans to sort of get onto that and then also i think just in general we sort of have the same philosophy about 
where we feel like our purpose in this community is. And um, and we're really, you know, excited about celebrating our fellow female author uh, authors and narrators, but like our, yes. our colleagues. And not that the, there's not room for the men. That's totally great. But they sure, get a lot of sure. love on their own. Yeah, right. <laughs> they don't, yeah. They don't have to do nearly they the hard. Do. They don't need. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah. They can burp and people will be like, ah, that's the best burp. Um, and us, us ladies do not get that same kind of attention. The ladies and have also, to do a lot of the heavy lifting, do, I find. Always. That's life. And so we we sort of felt like we wanted to approach going to these events in that same manner, like uplifting our community, uplifting this craft, giving it the voice that we feel it so rightly deserves and uh, really stand proud for our place in this community. And so that that also mm-hmm. really kind of like sealed the deal for us wanting to, to come to events together. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and yeah, when we when we talked to Maxine, it was it was very obvious to Zana and I that 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 uh, we have a similar relationship um, <laughs> to, <laughs> to you and Maxine. And who's who? We, uh, I'm, oh, I'm Maxine. I'm in. I'm <laughs> for sure. <gasps> For sure. Yeah, yeah. there's it. there is a yeah. whole lot of and when I started bringing Xana to uh, book events, in fact, Readers Take Denver was our first one okay. uh, book event. I was just like, here, let me, you know, let's go talk to these people and this and and he's and Xana's just like, like I'm whatever. I'm going to be in my room. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, actually, I spent probably about half the time in the room. But yeah, yeah, yeah. understood. Um, but I will I, I will go. And, there's so and many people. It was, I get it. It was a I lot of people. It. I and then we it. went to Chicago for Wild and Windy in the City. Yeah. And that was even a lot more even people. Even more people. Even more people. Um, <laughs> but we had, you know, but we've had a great time. And we have figured out in doing this podcast for the last year is, you know, what be- between us, what works. And yeah. and fortunately, we can, you know, um, dovetail what the other is good at. So yeah. you know, I mean, we I'm do nice. have a lot in a common, like the two. Of, yeah, of yeah, I mean, like yeah. the two of you do as well. But we also have things that we're a little bit better at. Always. I mean, I will, I will talk to people all day long, and 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 I am absolutely dogged about getting people on the show, as you well yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> and and I will, so I will reach out and continue on with all of that. Zana, if Zana wasn't here, none of these shows would get edited. Yeah, the graphics would look like you always crap. need a front person and you need a back person. Uh, yeah, always. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it was, you know, those things work together, and we keep each other honest too. <laughs> you know, because yep. we yeah, we do because we've been friends for long enough that we know each other's kids, we know each other's husbands. Oh, that's um, so sweet. And and so we're just like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I see you. <laughs> right. So. Uh, but we have a, but yeah, so when we talked to Maxine and now talking to you, it was the same sort of yeah. thing. It's like, yeah, I, uh, like recognizes like, you know? You know, and I love, I love strong female friendships, especially yes, over same. a certain age. And, you know, you, it's hard to make those friends as, as, as we get older. Yeah. And so to find people in your, um, in your not teen years uh, who are, you know, similar mindsets and yeah. similar interests is, is fantastic. It's just the best. Yeah. And if you have one that's in the support system in your career, mm-hmm. I think is yes. is another yes. element to that that isn't often 
available to women, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. stage in your career you're at. And I find that, you know, we do so much that's so similar and so much that is not. So we have the mm-hmm. freedom to sort of be our own full person. That's also the reason why I love the the narrator community. It's like yeah, the same – I don't know. I guess I always felt in um, – on camera or stage work, a, a, a competition to right. live up to an ideal that the goalpost was constantly moving because you never really yeah. knew what it was. Right. And and this having the versatility of the voice, but you don't really have to worry about like how you look or how you walk through the world. Your full personality can come out as you are. And that's actually... A lot less judgmental too. Yeah. And you know, it's actually celebrated. People want yeah, your voice yeah. and your personality for a full character in a way yes. that I just didn't find in other aspects of the entertainment, um, you know, actor roles that I was trying to pursue previously. And so it just, I don't know, there's something about it that's just so authentic for people to kind of, or at least I have found, for people to mm-hmm. sort of have their sense of humor. Like, that's my sense of humor. How I'm reading and delivering is me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's written right. on the page, yeah. but they hired me because they want my delivery for how I'm going to say it. And I'm going to exactly. read a sentence right. differently The Maxine's going to read it or Samantha's going to read it or whomever is going to read it, you're, right? You're so, going to tell the story your way, and that's yeah. what they want is for yeah. you to tell yeah. the story that's your exactly way. Right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And and obviously they they want to hear you tell a story because you've done it over Who a thousand knew? times. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. But you know, I always get approached um, from even just like a week ago. I probably I don't know a few times a month somebody says, "Oh, I've got a friend. They want to get into audiobooks and things." And you know, it constantly has me reflect upon what it was like when I got started, and then right. sort of where the genre is where the business is where what is required of you as a performer Mm -hmm. now to get into it and it's just a constantly evolving dynamic medium and so different from even when I began and I think that's Mm -hmm. you know our job as you know to be authentic in this business that you've got to sort of adapt to where things are going constantly improve yourself um, constantly be working on your craft constantly um, you know be working with new collaborators and mm-hmm. new talent of authors to sort of hear of the, the people who are listening through through their fan base. All of that just helps to inform you. So, I mean, even us seasoned narrators, I think some of us even still feel like we just got here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, yeah. Because it's well, the changing number, all the time. Yeah, yeah, all the time. And while it feels like that number is impressive, I, I still am like, people hire me? I mean, I, I still, every day when I, you know, get a, a an offer or something, I'm like, Somebody wants to hire me. I, I just don't know that that feeling ever goes away. Well, and you've and there are still people that you haven't worked with. Correct. Um, you know, there's there's yeah. authors that you haven't worked with. There's narrators that you haven't worked with. And so now I'm going to ask the question. Tell me who's who's left on who's on your bucket list. <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Authors, narrators, who would you still like to work with that you haven't yet? I never almost never get cast with any of my female colleagues. Yes. My uh-huh. dream would be to do a book with Maxine. Not where we're like a side character and she has like a line and I have a line because I, I think right. we yeah. might have uh, collaborated on like some books for that kind of thing. Sure, sure. But we're not like performing with each other or having a love story or something like yeah. or even if we were sisters, you know, mm-hmm. something to uh, um, 
a different kind of love, right? I, I yeah. would. My bucket list is to work with all of my favorite female narrators. That is my bucket list. Okay, so tell we me. asked we asked Maxine this question, and oh. she gave the exact same answer. Yes, she did. Stop <laughs> it! Stop yeah. it! She gave so the exact same. We answer clearly have to make this happen. We, yeah. we need to make this happen. So we did I, not plan I, that. We did I, not plan that. I, didn't I floated know. out the idea of doing something like a. Um, a retelling or or a or a remake of Claire Booth loses the women where it was an all oh, yeah. uh, an all female oh, that's cast such a great story love it, yeah, that yeah it's it's a great story but it is definitely outdated <laughs> i'm not saying it update. doesn't need to have a little but, refresh yeah. but i think that it's been it, it's been a play it's been a film it's been it's mm-hmm. had like so many different lives why not yeah. have it go into audio yeah yeah i can hear in my head mm. All of you. Oh, who did you that. cast? I don't even know if I remember all of the. I know, wait, somebody goes. Ugh, okay, so I, I have I to tell remember you the, the, the version. original, uh, yeah. the original yeah, 1939 movie. Yes. Uh, with Norma Shear, um, Rosalind Russell, Joan Crawford. Yeah. Yep. This this is a movie that I grew up watching. This was something that you know my I remember, mom and is this I the did. One where they where they do the like um, they all go to the exercise class. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember they go that. To the I was like, they class, went to exercise they're, they're, classes like that. Um, yeah. And and they and, go to they have to go to another state to get a divorce. Yes. And they all okay. go to Reno. Okay. And Reno. That's right. You're filling it in for me. Great character actress uh, Mary Boland uh, plays the Countess right. de Love, and she's right. been through many divorces. Like she has been right. here so many times. Right. So I can. You know, I can picture. You can picture that. All, okay. all of you. Somebody, somebody reimagine it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Zana. Put it we're, out there. We're working put it out on there. this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think. Because uh, that would be a dream. That would be a dream. Yeah. I yeah. love that she chose the exact same thing. Yes. That's so sweet. Yes. That's so sweet. See? Yeah. You, okay. Simpatico. Yeah. Simpatico. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then what was my, oh, and then authors. Whew. Who haven't I worked with? The list can't be that long. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very good point. I mean, I think the challenge winds up being the people that I would love to work with, they often work with like the same voice Mm -hmm. consistently. And so then uh, that doesn't feel right. Like, uh, I guess if they would want to try something new. I mean, there are lots of people that I've only worked for once that I would love to work for again. And there are also people I admire, but like they write women of color or like things that I would never be cast I mean unless they had like a white best friend correct correct so uh, that's a hard one I feel like I'm constantly meeting new authors or I get hired and I'm like never heard of this person and then I read the book and I'm like oh my god who have I just discovered and then you know also I do a lot of other genres too so I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. there's that. See, that's what adds up to the thousand titles. Is the yes, it's, it's not true. All it's romance. true. It's not all romance. <laughs> it's true. I um, I just, I it just came out actually. Um, mystery and thriller. Oh, there is an author, um, Jess Lowry. I just started. Oh yes, she has a new series. Okay. I did a short story for her about a year ago that was put in like a compilation short story, um, mm-hmm. uh, compilation thing, and it was about a detective duo. And then I got word that she was turning that detective duo into an actual series. Ooh, and okay. um, and so and I met her at Readers Take Denver and I was okay. like, I'd love it if you consider me. And she was like, oh, absolutely. You did such a great job on that one. And then I just sort of kept my fingers crossed um, and then still had to audition. 
sure. but book did, and then did and and then did the first one of that, and that just came out like a week ago or something. It's called The Taken Ones, and it is super spooky and like creepy and thrillery and bizarre and all the things that you want in a really great mystery thriller sounds like some good spooky season reading yeah Yeah. and also like um (laughs) and also like really complicated leads I love you know the detective genre of mystery thrillers where like Mm -hmm. both of them sort of have like their lifelong arc of the demons that they've got to sort of work with. Right. And then also mm-hmm. whatever the story is of the mystery that they're right. going to solve. But you sort of know like their story hasn't finished. So you're waiting to have that be like the the through line through the whole series. Does that make sense? Gotcha. I love those yeah. kinds of oh, things. Yeah. And this one has that in spades. They both oh, have nice. very love complicated. It. Yeah. Very complicated backstories. So much going on. A slight attraction between the two of them. Um, really bright like intelligent characters, um, mm-hmm. everything you want from your detective. So I am super well, excited about that. That one. sounds up my alley. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I will tell you another book I have coming out. Um, I did a video about it, and I because I got sick, I didn't wind up telling everybody oh, what no. the book was. But oh. uh, so I have to catch everybody <laughs> up. But it's coming out soon. It's called The Graham Effect, and it's an L. Kennedy title. And I'd only done one with her previously, The Chase. Um, her writing is so great, and this one I'm doing with Teddy Hamilton, whom I love to work with. He's such right. a delight, so sweet. I feel like we've get we've gotten partnered a lot recently, um, and both of us were super excited about this. They're both the the female and the male are both um, hockey players, and it's clear mm. this isn't just a like a generic where they sort of give like generic understandings of how the sport is played this this was well researched and researched hockey yeah play. and yeah. yeah and like but like it's so interesting and fascinating like you're getting a glimpse into what it's like to you know what it takes to be sort of disciplined and professional in mm-hmm. that uh, field and so um that's coming out I don't know sometime in the next couple of weeks and it's a really good one and I love her writing love 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 so I was thrilled that I got cast in that Oh, wonderful. Yeah. When this episode is released, we can now say, this is available now. (laughs) Yeah, great. Yeah, great. (laughs) I know you have, you've worked with Teddy a lot. Yeah. And he's, and he's one of our favorites. He is absolutely wonderful in person and, and just, uh, uh, just the nicest guy. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So multiple genres. Yes. Do you, uh, do you like the fact that you get all of these multiple genres totally do you um, nobody wants burnout yeah, yeah. do you I, have I, a favorite type like, though i mean well so just like with anything in life right you i i, I don't just read one genre right mm-hmm. in my personal life and so mm-hmm. in my work i don't want to limit myself to just sure. one genre um but just with everything i like highbrow i like lowbrow i like you know physical comedy i like you know, everything uh, so um it just is constantly I think as a performer, right? You're just you're just always looking for great, interesting characters. Somebody is gonna. Uh, uh, this author is gonna write differently than this author is gonna write. You know? And I yeah. just think that it just constantly keeps your creative juices flowing. That you're just, you know, uh, always just uh, looking to expand your craft and get better at the work, right? I would say like the genres that I enjoy the most. I love mystery thrillers. I love a rom com. That's probably like in my top tier of uh, a romance is a rom-com I just the humor just kills me mm-hmm. uh, I want to pee my pants that's that's a, a thrill for me <laughs> <laughs> um I also love YA I just find mm-hmm. that sometimes the 
permission structure of what you can write in YA as a coming of age story or how imaginative you can be is somehow like it's limitless. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I often get books that are, you know, really like sentimental or sweet in that way. I did one Mm -hmm. recently and it was a little girl and her horse and there were chapters that were told from the horse's perspective. And it wasn't done in like a bizarre way. It was like a natural flowing of the different voices and perspective of what it's like to sort of be an animal and have a caretaker and um, what that relationship is like from the outside. It was just so cool. Like, you're not going to get that in a That's, romance, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> or a mystery thriller yeah. or something like that. So, right, right. I, I mean, if you get it in a oh. romance, it's going to be a shapeshifter paranormal thing. And it's oh, like fair a, enough, fair yeah, enough, yeah. fair enough. Right, right, right. They've got I their interview. I should have been thinking. A horse. Yeah. Yeah. A, detect- yeah. a horse detective. A horse detective. A horse detective. <laughs> The Mr. Ed mysteries. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. I mean, we said it. Maybe somebody will write it. Hey, um, right. They could have done it already. I mean, they've, I they, they, wrote a, they wrote a romance about a shape-shifting a potato door shifter. And, potatoes, and a potato shifter. So. <laughs> yeah. The potato shifter kills me still. Oh, oh Frenchie. Yes. yes. Oh, <laughs> oh Frenchie. Dear. Oh, dear. Oh, it, it's it, yeah and and I always get volunteered voluntold to oh Jen you got to read the, you got to read this one <laughs> no no I really no, don't, I don't. But, okay, I really don't but, but thanks for thinking of me <laughs> yeah yeah all right so you get an email you're yes. going to be um they're going to do a movie of your life. Oh, dear God. Okay. <laughs> Give me an easy uh, question. Yeah. What genre is the movie? Oh, rom-com. Rom-com. <laughs> nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Who's playing you? Oh, my God. Um, Who's the woman who did Fleabag? Oh, uh, Phoebe Waller. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. 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 I'd like her to play me. All right. I don't look anything nice. like her, and I'm not nearly no, as awkward. No, but you don't necessarily. But she's so witty and so bright. I just feel like the I, I would I would I would like to be perceived as intelligent, but like her humor is just so perfect. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I love um, and then I and so it's show. so it's a it's a rom com. Yeah. And it, yeah. Super I, I, sexy, super steamy. It's not closed door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You and I had talked about before or had mentioned before about how romance is this, you know, this thing that you have to, uh, you know, you're constantly having to to defend it all the time, you know. And and so this was for so many years a solitary hobby of mine. You know, I just read a book and I'm done with the book and then I read the next book. But I'm doing that you know, in my own room, in my own head, it's not happening. Then audiobooks come about and there's suddenly this whole world that's opening up with a community of people who support each other. They support the narrators. The narrators within the community support each other. They support new and independent authors and, you know, in a way that traditional publishing just doesn't, uh, you know, can't have the bandwidth for I guess but you know there's there's suddenly this whole new world of um and community that opens up and then and then we all go to book events and do that too so um you know that 
that sort of thing is is uh, what makes me most passionate about it. And I give Zana books to read, but so my, so many times I'm telling her, oh yeah, but you got to listen to it too. <laughs> pretty so. much every time now. It's yeah, pretty much every time. It winds up me. happening. No, because yeah. it, it it elevates the art form in a way. It does. And, it does. And I. It so brings an to... extra layer to storytelling. Yeah, completely. Um, I think that I have so many things that I want to say about what you just said. One, I think that um, there has been for quite some time, and it's something we all talk about so much: a shame or a, a feeling of of being marginalized for this genre, as if the intellectualism of the genre itself limits its opportunity to be recognized. Uh, in the literary world. And that feels so upsetting in this day and age. <laughs> and right. I think that, you know, when, frankly, Kindle, pub- Kindle Publishing burst onto the scene, a lot of the traditional gatekeepers of, of the big five publishers, right, uh, and particularly in romance, you know, there was, was not an indie scene the way that there is now yeah. because there wasn't a platform for people to be able to get the books on a large scale. And so mm-hmm. it really just kind of like threw the door open to recognize like m- maybe there is a place for all of this mm-hmm. to 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 feel welcomed. But even within that, people, you know, people have to have pseudos. Fans have to have pseudos. We were talking about this before we started recording, but there is still a sense of um, the lack of safety around Mm -hmm. the genre. Um, And I hope that that continues to evolve and change and that as the community expands, as we bring more people in, as people sort of, you know, recognize that it's a community about support and um, understanding and community and consent and all these wonderful things, that it, 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 you know, sort of starts to spread. I will also say that I think there is a younger generation that doesn't have any of these hangups. I um, agree, right. yeah. And right. I think I that they're sort of changing the dynamic of what it means to be uh, reading romance and to be okay with that. And so I feel like we're leaving our genre in a great place. I feel so positive yeah. about it. And I like to speak about it and I like to go to book events and I like to welcome people and um, – you know, be a part of this community to support it back for, uh, you know, as much as it supports me for all those reasons. Okay, put that Mm -hmm. aside. Um, In addition, um, to the other part of what you were saying, you know, about the the sort of where where we're going and where we are and all this stuff. um, What was the second half of what you said? Now, all of a sudden, I went on a tangent for so long. (laughs) Oh, dear God. Tangents is part of our tagline. Oh, oh, listening and reading. Yes. Yeah. I think that there is a whole new level um, right, because there's all this. What speed do you read it at? Listening isn't reading, and ugh, like I just don't like that's, any of these. That's that's just somebody's own bullshit. issues. Right? <laughs> and also, like, who cares if you think it's not reading? Then don't listen. If you think it's right. if if you want to listen at a higher speed, like, who cares? I don't understand why what I listen to it at is going to affect what you listen to it at. And if I choose to listen and read, how does that affect whether or not you read? And I don't understand what it is that they're arguing about really like right yeah, yeah what is I, the why is there a problem why because is there an argument it, i just because don't get then it. it circles back to the whole this is a solo occupation <laughs> you know this is a well, solo i think it still activity. goes to an idea that somehow people think that reading with your eyes only is somehow a level of intelligence or like somehow you're working harder to read the words 
that's what mm-hmm. I think it, it's like if you're peeling back all the layers of everything. Because I hear parents say all the time, no, I want my kid to read it. And I'm like, I don't understand if they listen to it or they read it. Like, what is the difference? Is it are they not still experiencing the story? So I think it has something to do with like that traditional idea of being able to read and being able to read complex literature on your own, that somehow listening to it is like cheating. And I don't know why that is. I I, I don't I don't don't either. But it is it's 100 percent true that that's a stigma. I know, though, that a lot of my friends who have kids who are neurodivergent, they really comprehend only if they're listening to it. And so to 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 remove the possibility of them experiencing literature is ridiculous. I mean, they can I mean, get as much out of listening to it as you can out of, yeah. It's outright I, ableist. It is. Yeah. I totally get it. Like it, pe- some people listen at a faster speed because they have ADHD or uh, other sort mm-hmm. of neurodiv- and some people listen for those reasons. But I think th- there's still a smaller percentage. I still think it's okay for everybody to everybody. listen. Everybody, yeah. everybody can because listen because I don't. Yeah. I don't think you have to come up with a rationalization. Oh, you it's don't. because I'm. It's because yeah. I'm neurodivergent. Like oh, and then somehow like, somehow that makes it okay. I think I like. Good stories. Yeah, everybody makes a good story. And let me tell you something. In our crazy busy lives, if you can pop in your AirPods while you're walking your dog or you're cleaning your house or you're doing your laundry, which is what I hear from most Mm -hmm. people of how they absorb audiobooks when they're doing their general chores or everyday busyness, they can't sit down and read a book. So what you're saying is you would rather them not expand their brain into storytelling at all for whatever this like... I don't know, made up rule that you have that it, anyway, it doesn't make sense to me. So well, it's it's still we, a gatekeeper we, rule. You know, I mean, it's yeah. like rule. somehow what yeah. I am doing is right and what you are doing is wrong. And, right. And I don't subscribe right. to that. And, but no, like I, I said, either. I don't think those younger generations, I don't think they do it either. And I just no. don't think they have no. any of those hangups. So no. they but give us we help. are we are going to continue to listen. And, okay. yes. <laughs> and we are going to continue to listen to you and, and um, the female narrators and everybody that uh, that contributes to this uh, this community and to, um, you know, making same. Uh, yeah. All of this. I'm going to continue to listen. Happen. I'm going to continue to show up at book events and I'm going to continue to make silly videos about yeah. my cooking or who knows what and um i just try you, to connect uh, as i go what have yeah. you got for uh what is your plans for book events for 2024 i believe i'm going to uh i'm thinking uh, uh i do have authors in the bluegrass um i i haven't been invited or secured yet but i i think i'm going to go back to book bonanza um, mm-hmm. I'd like to, uh, uh, I'm planning to go to Rare Paris. Maxine and Ooh, I nice. really want to do that oh. together. I oh, yeah. Oof. That would be amazing. I agree. Um, I'm going to um, the one in Calgary. Romance Invades the Canadian Rockies. Yeah, I, I went this past year when it was in Banff. Um, and yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I heard it was awesome. So, um, yeah, I, I got approached about that, and it just sounded delightful. So I'm going to yeah. do that one. How many is that? Is that three? I think I have five. Yeah. Um, I think I'd be a lot more rare. organized, but Actually, I am Actually, that's grass. four. Oh, that's four. Yeah. Okay. So, blue, uh, so Bluegrass, Book Bonanza, yeah, um, yeah uh, rare, rare, and um, Calgary. 
in Calgary Fest for. I think I have one more, but now I don't know if I can remember which one it is. Um, and then I did get asked to go to Steamy LitCon last year, but mm-hmm. it, it, they, it was their first year and they sort of threw in narrators at the end and didn't really sort of have things. And it so It ended up being really awesome. good. We went, That's what I heard. We went to Steamy so LitCon, yeah. I met the woman. Yeah. Uh, she approached me at Book Bonanza and was like, oh, we'd been emailing. And I. It, by the time they got to me, it was like going to be so expensive that it just wasn't right. me as like a narrator, even though we had been in right. touch for like months and months. I think we yeah. were sort of last on their list to try and incorporate. They were focusing mm-hmm. more on the, the fans and the authors and rightly yeah, so. Yeah, they, they, wanted, they wanted to make sure their first priority was the diversity of yep, the I authors that they got. So narrators, which were not they, they, they really, totally, which I heard they did a fantastic job. So yeah. it, um, they yeah. did have I've some been narrators in, there, but, but yeah, I think they were local any. ones and they didn't have any programming or anything sort of narrated. Right. Yeah. Focused right. In, they had, so they didn't. had one panel for, um, that was, um, uh, hosted by Lyric, uh, Lyric audio. And, yeah. um, Shane was there and Lacey, Laure, uh, Shane East and Lacey Laurel were there. I think the they they live in California, so it was a little easier. Yeah, for them so to it get was there. it was yeah. very easy for them. So I'm um so I'm I I that's not off my list, but um I haven't done anything about that yet. Yeah, other than the hurricane, it was yeah. a good time. Or the hurricane, yeah, yeah. Oh, was yeah. A good time. <laughs> yeah we oh were goodness. we were there and then got stuck. And so I think some people hurricane. got COVID. Yeah, the 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 hurricane. We didn't get COVID. We, we did not get COVID. COVID. Uh-huh. So how can you say that? That's like a COVID hurricane. Cova hurricane. Cova hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. Well, I don't yeah, like but, that. Uh, but yeah, that was, nobody that likes was that. Some... There's not anything about that that anybody likes. That was I a know. special bonding experience, though. I heard. I heard. Yes. I heard. Yeah, that's where we read to each other from the, the Potato Shifter book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's how bad it got. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Been, it was a long time in that hotel room. Yeah. I know, I know Oof. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Oh, uh, but we're. Um, so we will hopefully be seeing you at yes. one of these events in Well, you'll definitely see me in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, yes, we'll and then in 2024. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And I want to thank you so much, Carly, for being oh on the program. Yes. This has been so yes. much fun. Thank you for and having me. It was great was awesome. chatting with you. I know. I feel like we just scratched the surface. It went by like that. Right. I know. We yeah. Barely, yeah we didn't Oof. even get to all the questions. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I tossed the questions away a little while ago. <laughs> If there's one thing I'm good at, it's talking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You excel at that. And there and it's always interesting. I appreciate uh, it. Definitely. Thank you so much for being on the program and all of the information about uh, Carly Robbins, CJ Bloom will be on the show notes page on our website, cupandsaucybooks.com. You can follow us on social media at Cup and Saucy Books. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. If you like what you hear, review and subscribe to the show on your favorite pod platform. And thank you for joining us for the Cup and Saucy Book Club. Join us next time for a very special episode of a Cup and Saucy Book Club on Christmas Day, December 25th. And even more tangents. Happy reading. Cheers. Cheers.